Greetings, this is my initial podcast with the focus on the development, history and development of physical education over the centuries. This podcast aims to talk about and essentially look at the different stages or steps that were taken in the development of physical education to what it is now as a essential part of academia as an essential part of day-to-day life how it has taken its place not only in education but in medicine and as a profession within itself that many persons are involved with to earn for their families and to take up different positions and different roles in physical education as a profession now by definition physical education is the study of the movement of the human body it involves using both theory and practical activities to achieve holistic development by focusing on the body mind and spirit and as an overall entity it is so wide in the sense of the things that it covers so it covers different theories and then it allows students and practitioners to practice these in a physical sense or in a practical sense i should say now we want to first look at the history history historical aspect of physical education and physical education goes as far back as prehistoric man when we would have realized that in order to survive prehistoric people such as the Tainos had to be able to gather food and protect themselves after a successful hunting trip many times they would celebrate by dancing and playing cultural games many of these games would actually contribute to their well-being in terms of their holistic physical um, the physical build-up and also it helps to relieve the stresses of the day in terms of their hunt or different activities that they would have carried out. Their lifestyle was very demanding, um, requiring them to have a high level of physical fitness. They had to be able to run quickly, throw accurately and jump great distances. Young Tainos learned these skills by observing and imitating the adults and uh, they also played games that involved throwing spears, running, jumping and fighting. Thus the Tainos were participating in physical education without even knowing it. Like how extraordinary is that that the concept or the ideas that exist or govern physical education now were concepts that were practiced long before and practiced by different people who didn't understand exactly what they were doing but it's meaningful now that we look back at it in a in a historical sense or from a standpoint that is not presently in their timeline now ancient china was another place that would have experienced some amount of physical growth or physical fitness or some encounters with physical fitness where people would have participated regularly in physical activity. Kung Fu gymnastics was developed and practiced to keep the body fit and people also participated in archery, badminton and dancing and fencing and wrestling and all of these activities that are listed 
would essentially still exist in today's modern world of sports or modern world of physical activities and we see china's one of even the great powerhouses in terms of sports because they do very well at the olympic games now and the olympic games also another major part of the history and development of physical education in the sense that we would have seen different aspects of the olympics being created many many moons ago but we'll explore that further down in our discussion of physical education and its development and history because the olympic games plays a major part or is a major factor in the actual in the actual development or the actuality of the development of sports over a certain time period or over a certain period of time now um ancient china again would have had persons participating in several different types of holistic body type exercises that would help them to keep fit over time another set of persons that would have participated in physical activities to keep them fit in these many these several years ago would have been persons from ancient india and these people practice yoga which is vastly popular now yoga is probably one of the fastest growing physical activities among millennials and other gen z and other younger generations of persons mainly because it's a bit trendy in some sense and also because it doesn't take it's inexpensive it doesn't take much and it's something that can be done as an individual and we notice that these millennials and gen z type persons tend to not flock towards crowds but they like to do activities that are in solace by themselves and peaceful and that is what yoga brings because it involves bringing together the body mind and spirit by observing and mimicking the movements and patterns of animals they hope to achieve the same balance with nature that animals seem to possess people recognize the health benefits of yoga which is defined by a series of exercises in physical posture and breathing patterns which is so interesting that those reasons that they had practiced yoga at that point in time are the same reasons that people practice yoga presently for the benefits the physical benefits related to these different breathing exercises and exercises that are specific to posture and holding posture and just strengthening your different different areas of physical strengthening within your body um we can also attest that these persons would have participated in other activities such as ball throwing tumbling races elephant riding horseback riding swordsmanship wrestling boxing and dancing and all of these are are um different renditions of these would have been seem to still be present in these modern day types of physical activity so we still see sorts or shapes of these different activities being present today and being participated in by different persons in different areas of the world ancient egypt is another very old place that we hear about and it is famous for its forms of architecture and it's famous for 
its forms of development and history and knowledge over time which is an important indicator that physical education has been important for a very very long time and has been essential to society for a very very long time we can now see that in egypt young boys were involved in a lot of physical activities they were taught to use various weapons of war such as bows arrows uh, battle axes mace a lance and shield they also participate in activities such as marching running jumping and wrestling and many of these activities we see in our present day military groups or present-day security forces because they tend to use these different type of activities such as marching and jumping and wrestling and running to keep themselves in tip-top physical condition and the fact that these activities are used in modern-day policing or modern-day security to help to keep them in shape and keep them alert and sharp so that they can carry out their day-to-day -day activities is another testament to how important are are the the the, the, the um the impact that physical education has on many sectors or many facets of our society today so our security forces the persons who serve and protect us depend heavily on physical activities to keep them alert and in good shape and in good spirits to continue the tedious work that they do and we salute them and we also as physical education professionals and enthusiasts really sit in awe of how important this is as a factor in our day-to-day day-to-day activities and our jobs and our professions uh, continuing with the historical rundown ancient greece is another society that is high on the hierarchy in terms of published or established love and support for physical education in those times and physical education was an important part of every greek boy's life every greek boy participated in gymnastics wrestling jumping running javelin and disco throwing, marching, horseback riding and hunting, all of these activities were set out to ensure that these young boys were in their best physical shape. It also provided a stepping stone for them to move into certain parts of manhood in terms of understanding the responsibility that they have to prepare and be prepared and stay prepared for anything that they life in those parts at that time would necessarily throw at them feudalism was another time period that occurred between the 9th and 14th centuries and a boy who wished to become a knight would start his training at the age of seven as a page participating in boxing running fencing these are activities that we still participate in today these are activities that attract professional athletes who literally participate at the highest level and make absurd amounts of money to participate in these things so we say jumping and fencing and at the age of 14 he would become a squire and participate in hunting scaling walls shooting with bows and arrows which is actually archery is actually 
an Olympic event. Running, climbing, swordsmanship and horsemanship and all of these are still major parts of the current setup of physical activities that we take part in for leisure, as a profession and sometimes just as fans of these different these different activities the renaissance was another period that was bursting with 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 upgrades in art upgrades in technology upgrades in thinking and it is important to realize or to understand that physical education also had a big part to play in the renaissance the period of history that was between the 14th and 16th century that during this period attention was placed on enjoyment of the present and development of the body and we know that once we talk about development of the body hit the nail on the head we are speaking of physical education and it was believed that learning could be enhanced by being in good physical health uh, the curriculum in schools included dancing riding fencing swimming wrestling running jumping archery hunting and fishing some believe that physical education was good for disciplining the body and that being in good physical condition helped children to better learn other subjects so physical education was literally playing the part of a bridge to connect persons or comfortably connect them with other subject areas to help them to learn different things because they are in good health and good physical condition that means that everything was working as how it should be working allowing them to have greater levels of con concentration allowing them to have the greater levels of understanding which would further their education further their achievements and help them to grow on a whole as a society each one helping the other one to improve in different areas and one of the major areas that needed improving was physical education to ensure that you had the type of health necessary to be better and to do more within the realms of what was asked of you at that time in society the modern era would have been one of those times that we would like to look on which we, we, the, the timeline is really between the 17th and 18th centuries and interest in physical activities and sports continued to grow in the latter half of the 19th century there was a great increase in physical activities this was evident from the number of modern sports that were developed during the period such as basketball we know Naismith came up came up with basketball around 18 around 1891 here or there some here or there um, we also had netball coming about in 1895 and volleyball other areas other areas of sports that were developed in those eras and the major event in modern sports during the 19th century was the revival of the Olympic Games in 1896. Since then physical education has been evolving over the years and it continues to evolve today. In places like Trinidad and Tobago and other countries around the world physical education has been a part of the school curriculum for decades years upon years. I myself <laughs> um can consider myself a torchbearer in terms of improving and continuing to bring the good news 
in the curriculum in terms of physical education and it has become an examinable subject at the secondary level so we have persons participating in CSEC physical education sometime this year just as how they would participate in other subjects um, I believe that they the uh the practical component of it has already been covered by examiners only for the exam to be set at some point in time during the CXE exam calendar. Now one must understand with all that is being presented in terms of making the subject examinable none of that would not be possible if the subject had not garnered some attention over time and continued to develop and become noteworthy as we progress as a society and as a people with that being said there has to be some appreciation for how physical education as an entity within itself has survived over the many years and i think it survived mainly because physical education as a developing factor and as a part of society on a whole helps to improve and continue the development of members of society in a positive way we had um we had spoken earlier about the olympics and the olympics is the is the benchmark that i will use to explore the development of physical education over the years the first recorded olympic games actually took place in athens greece in the year 776 bc Events at the Olympics Games, which was held once every four years, included sprints and gymnastics. The spirit of the Olympic Games was so great that wars had stopped to ensure athletes could compete. Many of the athletes at that time, however, were actually soldiers because soldiers were in better physical condition and territories would need their best soldiers to participate in the Olympic Games to ensure that they would win, which is why this time, we notice that only the creme de la creme, the, the, the top of the game athletes are the ones that participate, ones that participate in the Olympic Games. This time around the Olympic Games was stopped by the Roman Emperor Theodosius in 393 AD. We want to shift to the modern Olympic Games because that's where we really saw some amount of development in the Games. And um, for the modern Olympics, the French educator and historian Byron Perry de Corbatin brought about the revival of the Olympic Games. He was fascinated with ancient Greek philosophy and lifestyles and believed that sports should be a fundamental part of education. Thus, he founded the modern Olympic Games and introduced the idea of Olympism. His aim was to create in the youth of the world an attitude of self-worth and dignity that would extend beyond the Olympic Games. And we can see that in the way that persons even merely just prepare for participation in the Olympics. It's a lifelong process. Many persons... I read an article the other day about a 15 or 16 year old Chinese athlete that would have retired 
after winning gold at the Olympics because that is what she had trained for from the age of at least five years old to ensure that she would have won gold at the Olympics and there was nothing else for her to achieve within the field because her spirit of Olympism would have guided her to be disciplined, work hard and train towards not only getting a spot in the Olympics but winning a gold medal and subsequently retiring. Cobertin organized and formed a sports organization in 1890. Then in 1892, he suggested the reviving of the Olympic Games. Then he organized a meeting to discuss the revival of the Games with 79 delegates from 9 other countries and they all agreed that the, the revival of the International Olympic Committee was set up and they organized the Games. The first modern Olympic Games opened in the first week of April in 1896 in Athens, Greece. So it revived where it started. Athletes competed in pole vault, sprints, shot put, weightlifting, swimming, cycling, target shooting, tennis, and marathon gyms. And if you are paying attention to the listed activities, you would have realized that <coughs> in our overview of the historical premise of physical education, many of these activities would have been done by even prehistoric men these things were have been happening and had happened for several different reasons right so the olympic charter like the spirit of, of olympism is reflected in the olympic charter the olympic games creeds and the olympic motto olympism is the philosophy of life exalting and combining in a balance whole the qualities of body will and mind blending sports with culture and education olympism seeks to create a way of life based on the joy found in effort the educational value of good examples and the respect for universal fundamental ethical principles this is from the first draft of the olympic charter fundamental principles paragraph one we want to understand that the educational value of good examples the educational value of good examples this one sticks out to me because as a proprietor in the area of physical education we know that most of what we practice is based on good examples and good demonstrations and we want to set the bar very high for our young athletes our students and our student athletes to understand that without hard work and discipline and good ethics and good functional fundamental principles we would not be able to achieve anything at all the olympic games creed the most important thing in the olympic games is not to win but to take part just as the most important thing in life is not to triumph but struggle it's not the triumph but the struggle the essential thing is not to have conquered but to have fought well and this is the creed or the understanding of the olympic creed and the olympic motto is citius alitus fortius which means faster higher stronger and we can almost conclude this episode by understanding that without the olympic games we would not have a holistic show a stage a platform for athletes to show what they have practiced learned and developed on 
throughout the years to ensure that they would be operating at their highest or doing their utmost best during the Olympic Games to step out from behind a shadow to step out from behind war to step out from behind famine and and and, and society, societal breakdown to represent their countries with pride and vigor and to take part in sports and have experiences that are not only of the athletic nature but educational good life lessons that will help them to do more accept more be a part of more and also stake their claim in the history and development of called education and by virtue of that each and every sporting discipline that they participate in thank you for listening